Destination for Greatness, Episode 6. You learn for yourself uh, the information that other people have done, other successful people have done. You implement it into your life to make sure it works. And after you implement it, then you teach it to other people because there's no greater feeling than sharing your success and the success of other people with other with others around you. This is the final call for all entrepreneurs heading towards Destination for Greatness who are craving for a boost in self-confidence and self-belief and entrepreneurs who aspire every day to live a life full of fun and freedom and who wish to impact the world while they soar with greatness. Is it possible to put the final pieces of your puzzle together? Find out for yourself. Now, let's buckle up because here's your host of greatness, Sohan Gokern. Welcome, 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 everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Greatness Tribe, you're in for a really good conversation today. I've got a very special person on our show, Chelsea Ellis. Um, I have to introduce Chelsea Ellis in a way that does complete justice. But Chelsea, I would want to thank you on behalf of Greatness Tribe uh, right up front to say um, you've, you've, you've done a great thing of making sure you could come on the show today because what you've got to share is what Greatness Tribe has to listen to. So um, I, I really appreciate you and I'm sure Greatness Tribe would love to hear what you're going to share today on today's episode. Uh, but Greatness Tribe, Chelsea Ellis, an absolute leader in the expert training industry, she understands what it takes to create a product for you if you want to be an expert in whatever line of business you're in, especially if you're in the online world. She's an, she's an absolute leader in informational product creation. She's an author. Guess what? An entrepreneur who actually hosts her own show called The Chelsea Ellis Show. She's got her own radio and video show. She's a motivational speaker. Wait till she gets started and you'll see what I'm talking about. Her company is called Fail to Success. Now, that name is something that I need for you guys to jot down even though you're driving and you're listening to this, but do a mental jotting down because fail to success is going to ring a strong bell every single time you come across a hurdle. And you're going to see why because Chelsea's going to lay it out for you today. Um, her, her, her bio goes like this. Chelsea wanted to always be an entrepreneur at the age of 18 is when she made a decision that she was going to make it in, in the entrepreneurial spree. She wanted to make sure that her entrepreneurialism was taken to the whole new level. So her dedication was, was literally spotted and was trained, mentored, and guided with the help of her father. Um, what an amazing story right there. She's going to go into detail with it. And Chelsea has been absolutely um, excited because when she created her book and she published a book, and when she saw a book go to the number one best-selling position, that just blew her out of the water. And guess what? Her audience and her readers have also been blown out of the water. So she's going to talk a little more about that book today. But she's a number one best-selling author with her book called Fail to Success. And the beauty of it is when you become a product creator and you're able to teach other people to become a product creator just like she did, man, that just helps you to elevate and escalate your entrepreneurial journey to a whole new level. Um, Chelsea Ellis is also a great marketer and, and with the fact that you know her expertise lie in the, in the field of marketing, in understanding how to create a product or how to create a book uh, and motivation, that's her big strength. So you know today she's on the show because she wants to make sure she shares her knowledge, her wisdom, her story, so that you can take the same and you can utilize it and help achieve your goals uh, and also make sure that you take your business and your product creation to a whole new level. Uh, Chelsea, I know I've, I can go on forever, but uh, you know, <laughs> fill in the gaps, take Thank us you. through who you are. You're welcome. And, and share with us who you are. Definitely. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here today on your show, uh, to be able to share with you as well as your audience my story and how they can fail to success. Um, as you mentioned, I started my journey at the age of 18. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was two years ago. Uh, I was graduating high school and I really had no clue on what I wanted to do. Um, so many people um, are taught to, you know, either go to college and get into debt and not even know exactly what it is they want to do once they finish college um, or, you know, go get a nine to five job that you don't enjoy and work for 40 years and you may be able to retire. 
So with those options, I knew that both of those didn't sound good at all to me. <laughs> and I was raised by two entrepreneurs, my mother and my father. And um, they both, I seen their lifestyle and the way that they lived, how they were able to di dictate their time and what they did and how we were able to travel and do all of those things. And I knew that, you know, I want to take that route as well. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. But I want to do it. So from that day, I spoke to my father and he said, you know, I will be your, I can be your mentor. I can teach you the things from my 30 years of experience and teach you how to be successful um, and be an entrepreneur and do what you enjoy. So with that, you know, it really started my journey as an entrepreneur. And it was truly amazing to say that now I can reach these many um, things in just two years from my book to creating products and many other things. So it's really been great. Wow. Two years in and you got that going. So um, how, how would you describe what you do in 15 seconds if you met someone for the first time at a social event or at a formal party? How would you describe what you do, Chelsea? I would tell them that I'm a motivator and educator, um, as well as a marketer. And I teach other people how to take their passion and turn it into a product. That is so precise. I love it. I mean, given that you, you've made it so concise, did you work on this when you were, you were trying to identify what you wanted to say or articulate? And the reason I'm asking that, Chelsea, is because you know a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs struggle to really encapsulate what they do and who they do it for and why they do it in such a short 15-second spiel of conversation. So what did you do? I mean, how did you work that out? Yes, I definitely had to learn to shorten it because, <laughs> as you mentioned in my bio, I do so many things from, you know, book creation to, you know, being on a TV show and radio. And people don't have time to listen to all that, I realize. So I had to realize, you know, a few words. How could I tell them, you know, exactly what it is I do? And I know... I tell them really what it is I'm passionate about. And that is my passion is motivating people and teaching them how to use that to create an income from it. Because a lot of people don't believe that they can create an income from their passion. So I always like to say that because when people hear that, it really catches their attention to know, hey, something that I enjoy that I'm passionate about can truly be a product or a service that can help other people and that other people will pay for so I like to, you know, describe myself and what I do is that. Mm. Um, did, did you, do you, did you ever think about? I mean, did you identify why? Or have you ever figured it out as to why that's the case? Why people think that they they can't use their passion to make money out of it? I mean, yeah, that's that's a good point because I I, I keep wondering as well sometimes, you know, why entrepreneurs have that question in their mind about, oh, I can't take my passion and make turn that into money. You know, I love swimming, but I can't make that a career and be an entrepreneur out of it? I would say probably because I don't have too many examples around them of people who are doing it. Um, mm. And even I think one thing that helped me a lot was because I had that example, that mentor, my father, who I seen who did that. Um, but a lot of people don't have that and maybe not, you know, right in front of them. But they may see it, you know, on the TV or on the Internet. And they have to realize when they look at those people, you know, they can do it, too. They're not too different from them. I remember going to an event, actually, a marketing event um, and going there. And it made me really have a moment to realize that I could turn my passion into a product and service. When I seen people on the stage who were, you know, just like me, they weren't too much different. I listened to their stories and I realized, you know, they're not too much different from me. So if they can do it, I can do it, too. And I think it just takes people having that realization that, you know, what you enjoy, there's people all around the world that enjoy it as well. And the Internet is so great because it helps you reach those people. So that's one thing that I love about product creation is, you know, you whatever it is that you enjoy, you can turn that into a product. And the Internet makes it so easy for you to get that out to people just like you that can enjoy it as well. So I think it's just really getting over that hurdle of, you know, realizing that, you know, other people are doing it, and if they can do it, you can do it too. And the money will come. It might take some time, you know, to build that up because it's building a business. So building a business definitely takes time and struggles and failures, but, you know, it definitely can happen. You know, that's a great point. Um, it's about understanding how you can package and create your product and then 
be able to take that product and make it marketable and monetize. Greatness Tribe, this is really important for you to understand. So when you have a passion and you know that you can, you love doing something so much that you don't even look at it as work and you don't realize how time flies, and if you feel there is a way to monetize it by seeing examples around the world or if you don't have any around you immediately, you want to find a way of how to create a product, how to productize your passion, and then how to monetize your product. Uh, but Chelsea, tell us how you currently generate revenue and, and cash flow as of today. Yes, as of today, um, I have a few different ways I do so. Uh, mostly, I have my fail to success brand, uh, in which I create products. Um, so from products such as my book that I use as like a beginner product to sell to people um, because books normally cost between $15-$20. And then um, after that, I normally uh, move those people up, those customers up to my digital products. Um, I have a training course called Passion Product Profit um, Blueprint, which is my blueprint to teach um, people who want to be entrepreneurs how to first find their passion, narrow that down, uh, figure out how to turn it into a product and find their audience and then turn that into profit and revenue. So that's what I'm really excited about. It's a membership site that I use um, to really create a community of people who are you know, learning how to create their own products as well as market other people's products and have multiple streams of income. So that's really my um, main product that I'm focusing on and creating income from now. Um, as well as my family, we have a um, local business here in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from um, in the U.S. that's... Uh, we create income from it's a asphalt company actually so it's definitely different from my online business but it's what got me started um, as an entrepreneur and it's been really great because it shows that every business can be successful on the internet because we actually use the internet to market our asphalt company so I say if I can market an asphalt company, a company that just goes out and seal coats and paves driveways, if that company can make money through the Internet, then any business and company can do so. So um, those are my main um, ways of making money as well as I do speaking, motivational speaking and seminars and things such as that as well. That's awesome. So literally, you've got a contrast. You're working, you grew up with a brick and mortar environment. And, and then yes. today you're turning an online business into a great profitable business for yourself, hey? Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here because, you know, nothing's rosy as, as people think, uh, you know, entrepreneurial journey is fantastic. The name's fancy. Uh, everyone thinks it's phenomenal when you get up there on the summit. Yeah, the view's beautiful, but, it, you know, it, it ain't easy to get all the way up there, you know, and it's hard. And, um, and a lot of our listeners have gone through struggles or are going through struggles and they know it's a tough journey to get up there. So Greatness Tribe really wants to hear, and this is, this is really going to be interesting because I want to take it down. The heartache moment of your life where you had your conflicts, your pitfalls, you know, your problems that you faced, Chelsea, especially that's at the start of your entrepreneurial journey. Now, yeah, you had your dad and mom who had the background of entrepreneurialism, but at the same time, you, you must have had your own personal struggles. And so take us, take Greatness Tribe down that memory lane and, and really share with us your heartaches at that time. Yes, definitely. Definitely struggles came, a lot of them, especially starting out. So to pick one story, I would say um, one thing that really um, affected me on my journey to success was um, I remember just a year ago, um, I'm really close to my parents, as you know, and I remember <clears throat> my mother, she began to um, have health issues. Um, she would um, feel numb on the left side of her arm and her leg, and she would have to uh, go to the hospital. So she did it one time. They took her to the hospital. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, and then she came home. We thought, you know, figure out ways, you know, maybe eat better, you know, do this better, um, and figure out different things such as that. And um, a few months passed. She was doing okay. And then um, it happened again. She had to take the ambulance to the hospital uh, so I remember trying to encourage her because it was the beginning of my journey. So I was reading, you know, new books every day about how to, you know, stay strong, how to be a motivational uh, speaker and all these things, you know. So I was just trying to speak as positive as I could because I knew that um, that was the way to be. 
So I remember telling you know, stay positive in this situation. You know, go figure out what it was. And she went to the doctor, and they still had no clue on what was wrong. So after that, she went home, uh, and it ended up happening again a few months later. She ended up going to the doctor, and they still didn't know what it was. She was getting numb on her left side. And I remember going into the um, room and seeing my mother cry and saying, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, she keeps going to the hospital. If the doctors don't know, what can I do to fix this situation? And I remember before um, that situation happened, I was, you know, dedicated to my business a little bit, I think, you know, the average amount of dedication that a person could have. And in a lot of books and different things, I kept hearing people say that you need to find your why, your reason to keep going, you know, your reason that you're going to work harder than the average person, because I was getting average results and everything such as that. But I wasn't, you know, having really strong breakthrough moments where I was making the income that I could live off of. So I remember after seeing my mother um, cry after that situation of not knowing, you know, what was causing her health issues, you know, a fire was lit inside of me. I remember thinking to myself, you know, my mother is giving up on her health at this moment. I could tell that she just, just didn't know what else to do. So with that being said, I remember leaving the hospital and thinking to myself, you know, I don't want to be successful for, you know, just for myself. I want to be successful for my family, for other people, to help other people, people like my mother who may be facing health issues, who may need that extra income to be able to, you know, get a doctor that can tell them specifically what is wrong. I want to be able to, you know, be successful enough to where I can help the people around me so that they can be healthy mentally and physically and emotionally and everything such as that. So I remember that day after that, you know, I would say I didn't eat the same. I didn't, you know, work the same. I worked harder. I stopped making excuses for myself. I stopped making excuses for other people around me. And I started to put, you know, a total dedication into my passion and the things that I enjoyed. And after doing that, a few months later, um, I really received amazing results. Our asphalt business, you know, in that year, last year, it grew um, so much. I say 30% our business grew, our asphalt business grew through using the internet, as well as I created my book um, of motivation, where I even mentioned the story about my mother and other um, stories that have happened in my life, um, and how really finding that why going through that struggle with my mother and her health really motivated me to really want to be successful and get money and um, that issue out of the way to where I could really have per personal and financial freedom for myself and help others do the same. Mm, so, you you know, the, you, like you said, that light bulb moment for you was when you saw a massive problem and you said, how can we take, how can I, how can I change that problem and get rid of it, but make it my purpose so that I can live for, breathe for every single day to like resolve that problem. So do, is it fair to say that you, you were so passionate about changing that situation that you turned that problem into a purpose to yes. fulfill? Definitely, definitely. And I know uh, to kind of expand on that story, like my mother, um, who was self-employed, um, she's a hairstylist, actually. And a lot, like a lot of self-employed people, uh, she had the issue of, you know, not saving for the future. A lot of people who self-employed, they don't invest and don't save for the future, which in turn um, ended her ended up having to get another job and figuring out another way to make income. Um, and with that, it caused her to have, you know, health issues. And I realized I didn't want that for myself. And I realized I didn't want that for her. I wanted to retire my mother. So with that, like you said, it did turn that situation into my purpose and my passion to be able to work harder. There's, there's an interesting point that, you, you know, you said that the problem was your mom was facing a health problem and a challenge, but you took that problem and you not, you not only decided to help her get out of her health problem, but you, you looked at another side of things, which was to be able to help her retire and not have to face these challenges anymore, financially retire, but also be able to retire and look after her health. And that is something that's really useful, especially because Greatness Tribe, you're going to come across situations which you've not seen, unknown, uncertain, and how you deal with them at that time is going to play such a massive role for building a block that you can secure your future. Is that fair to say, Chelsea? 
Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Okay, so um, with that light bulb moment that you had, you came across a point where you were like, okay, turning point, now's the time, you know, I'm going to build and I'm going to grow uh, financially and make sure my family never goes through this problem anymore, especially your mum. So you said you had some great results that came out of your, your business as well because it grew. Share some of those great results and experiences uh, as of today. Yes, definitely. I know um, after that situation, I ended up um, associating with some amazing people um, such as Pam Hendrickson and Mike Connage, um, who teach people how to create a book and hit Amazon number one bestseller. I started associating with people such as them and other experts like Brandon Burchard um, in learning what it was they had to teach on how to build and create products online and build a business online. And with that, I went through a training course that taught me how to uh, create a book and market in a way where I hit bestseller as well as be around a community that would help me do so. And with that, I was able to create my book in about um, 60 to 90 days and hit Amazon number one bestseller on the first day for pre-release. Um, so, you know, something that I've never done before, I didn't even think about, you know, creating a book three years ago when I was in high school, but I knew that um, it was going to leverage me and create um, customers, buying customers in an audience that would want to buy more from me. Um, that's what I was learning a lot from my mentors, that a book was a way to brand yourself. Me being so young, you know, who would want to listen to a 18-year-old or a 19-year-old and what she had to say. I had to figure out a way to brand myself as the go-to person uh, for what it was I wanted to do. And through going through that training and hitting uh, Amazon number one bestseller, it truly opened up so many more doors for me. Um, colleges started calling me to want to speak to, to be paid to speak to their audience and to think I didn't even go to college. I always think that's so funny that I didn't even go to college, but I have colleges calling me and paying me to speak to their uh, students and different things such as that. Um, I began to do my radio show. Um, that opportunity came along from after writing my book and my um, show that I have online, my video show, the Chelsea Ellis show as well. So, so many doors began to open up after that. Mm, it's just one one path leads to another, and it just goes. It, it's like a ripple effect, right? It's just Definitely. an amazing positive ripple effect. Um, Chelsea, I'm gonna. I've got to pull you back just a little bit and take you back to the light bulb moment because I want Greatness Tribe to really understand what your greatness uh, what came from as far as the light bulb moment was concerned. So if you know, you said that you were reading books and you were doing things like that when you were going through your problems and challenges with with your mom's health, but you know, before you even realized you had to read a book, what did you do? I mean, how did you deal with your problems at the time? And and is that is that the book reading that caused the light bulb moment for you to have? Or what was it that got you to, you know, have a quick turnaround, like a 360 or 180? Yeah, I definitely would say it was um, when I began to read books and listen to podcasts, uh, like your audience is doing now. Those um, two things were the major things that really turned my mindset around. Before then, I didn't handle situations uh, the way that I do now because I really didn't. Um, I wasn't trained to handle them that way. Um, and once you begin to train your mind from listening to podcasts, you know, and reading books, like you said, if they're listening to it while they're driving or when they're uh, sleeping or when they're taking a shower, that trains your unconscious mind to begin to react to situations differently and in a more positive way or in a way that an entrepreneur would act more so when you're listening or watching in the TV or, you know, things that aren't positive you're going to react the way that those people are reacting on the shows. Or if you watch the news and see all these negative things, you may not realize it, but you're reacting the way that other people are reacting. So I realized that. And I heard that, I know, from one of my mentors, um, probably my father. I get a lot of my knowledge from him. Um, and I realized that in one of the books that I read, The Secret definitely was a big influence on me. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first book I read and opened up. Um, cause before then I would open a book up, maybe read a couple of pages and then close it. But the secret was the first book that I really read all the way through and learning that, you know, you are what you, you attract, you know, what you think is what you attract is what I kind of learned from that book. And that really got me into reading and listening to podcasts and learning that I have to train my mind 
to think like an entrepreneur to, so that I could act better in situations such as what happened with my mother or um, what happens in business on a day-to-day basis that, you know, can be negative. So definitely it really changed my life when I began to read and listen to podcasts mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So Chelsea, if you could time travel back to day one of when you started up and, and if you had five minutes with your former self to communicate any lessons, any lessons that you've acquired so far, just with the intention of saving yourself from all those pitfalls and mistakes and those heartaches even, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to follow the blueprint of other people, um, the people who are already successful. Just follow what it is that they have done. You know, put my own little twist to it, but follow the examples of people who have already done it, um, which goes along with one thing I always say is learn, implement, and then teach. Uh, I think that's, you know, one of the main things that you have to do is you learn for yourself uh, the information that other people have done, other successful people have done. You implement it into your life to make sure it works. And after you implement it, then you teach it to other people because there's no greater feeling than sharing your success and the success of other people with other with others around you. So that's what I would tell myself. That's a really good point. See, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, struggle with the last bit, which is teaching other people. And and greatness drop. This is really this is a great point Chelsea shared. You know, she said you got to teach it because. When you teach, you're sharing your knowledge, you're imparting your knowledge and your wisdom and your learnings that you get. And when you, your lessons could be a great lesson and someone else could get another lesson out of what you've learned. And so you know, sharing that as much as you can helps you to master your own lesson that you've got for yourself. But not only that, you're now spreading and doing, you're doing the greater good. And you're doing greater service for your community, for your, you know, for your society, for the planet. And that's what entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialism is all about, isn't it? So I have a question now because um, when, when, it comes with pit, when it comes to pitfalls or mistakes and, and you know, these challenges, there's something called uncertainty, which we all fear. How, how did you or how do you today minimize these unknowns? you know, these unknown situations? Definitely. I think the way that I handle those situations is try my best to um, stick with what I know and what I'm good at. A lot of times uh, people try to be good at everything. um, And that's where entrepreneurs kind of, you know, get so tied up and get so overwhelmed when we try to do everything and be good at everything. One thing that I learned that really uh, changed me is you're not going to, I'm not going to be good at everything, you know, but to focus on my strengths and then my weaknesses, you know, you don't focus on those things. So this has helped me a lot in my journey to success. And even when you begin to make more income and can, you're going to outsource those things that you may be not good at. And just really focus on the things that you are really good at and try your best to learn and be better at those things. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me a lot to just focus on the things that I'm good at and the things that I enjoy and really do those to the best of my ability. How did you identify those? Did you do any personality tests or you know, how did you go about it, Chelsea? Because uh, being aware and self-aware is what I'm getting from what you're saying and that's so important. Yeah. Because once you, you're so aware of yourself, it makes it easier to just know where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and then which ones you can prioritize and how you can outsource or job it out, as we say in Australia, to people who can take care of them for you while you focus on the strengths. But did you go through any tests or assessments uh, for personality um, types? Or what did you do? How did you get so aware of you of yourself? Uh, back. Um, I did a little bit of tests, not too many, uh, more so I think trial and error is the way I did it um, because with everything in my business, I like to be the first one to, you know, to have my hands on it and to try it and to do it and to even learn how to do it. But after that, you know, once I do it and I learn this might not be what I enjoy most, this might be taking up a lot of time and causing me a lot of stress and you know, there might be someone who enjoys doing this and I pass it on that way. So really just trial and error and figuring out, especially being so young, I had to do it that way to figure out really what it was that I enjoyed and what it was that I could pass on to other people around me. And that would probably have caused you to say, well, I've had so these errors have been failures and these failures are the ones that helped me to success, right? Yes, definitely. 
Cool. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears again, uh, Chelsea. We're going to talk about the chunk of greatness. I would love to hear uh, what your very first sale was like. So let's talk about your very first sale. How did you make it? Yes, definitely. I would say my first sale, I know um, one thing that I got started on was online marketing. Um, I was a blogger in the beginning before I wrote my book, and that's really what got me to write my book. And I also was an affiliate for the blogging system, so um, it allowed me to sell it. And with that being said, on my blog, I would always put my blog online on Facebook, um, you know, on Instagram and all those sites. And I have an email list that I would send it out to. And I was just beginning, so I had never sold anything online before. And I remember um, when I first got started with the blogging, I went to an event for it. Maybe the event was probably maybe two weeks after I got started. So we went to the event and it was in Florida, I remember. And I remember driving and getting an email saying that I had gotten a sale, a trial sale, which was like $7 or so. But I got it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I'm out of town at this very moment, you know, not doing anything, not blogging or anything. And a sale is coming in. And that's what really um, made me fired up about having an online business to know that I could be traveling. I could be doing something different and making money off of a blog that I did a few days ago that someone's just now seeing and enjoyed it so much that they wanted to see how they could do it, too. So that was my first sale. And it really had me so excited to be able to do that. That is cool because that takes me back to the, the thought of how to leverage your time uh, and how to turn your service or product into a leverage, leverageable product or service. And, you know, uh, D.C. Cordova, Dame D.C. Cordova, who I interviewed just recently, um, a great distributor, finer, and I think it was episode number four, an exclusive interview with her. To she, she spoke about how you can productize and service, take your service and leverage. Uh, them and how to make them leverageable so that you can use your time wisely. Just like you said, Chelsea, you know, you were traveling you're, and, and then there you were, you got a notification that you made a sale. And that's an incredible feeling. Um, Greatness Tribe, you want to you wanna definitely listen to this, this answer now because the next question, Chelsea, was how did you gain your credibility so quickly? Because, you know, you, you started building your, your product and you, gen, you got to number one bestseller. So how did you gain, what did you do to gain so, your credibility so quick? Yes. In the beginning, the my first step before I even wrote my book to gain credibility was blogging. Uh, I was taught to blog daily. Um, and reason being is because that is your site to where you can share your, you know, free value and information and your viewpoint on things. So every time that I blogged and shared my information and put it online, it attracted people who agreed with what I was saying. And with that, they would leave comments or they would want to, you know, buy my products and things such as that. And once I began to continue to blog on such a consistent basis, I started ranking on things such as Google and places and different search engines, as well as I began to grow an audience around me of people who loved my message and who wanted to know more, which eventually led to my book and things such as that. So really just giving constant value. I know I mentioned earlier, learning, implementing, and then teaching um, and giving constant value to people be, uh, allowed me to become that expert in what I was speaking about, whether it was motivation or business tips. So blogging definitely was my first step in that area. Cool. So giving value is key. And Greatness Tribe, again, find a way to provide value to your audience, to your target audience, because that is more valuable than the, the actual product or service that you have to sell. And if, whether it's blogging for you, whether it's doing videos and, you know, talking about your product or your passion or your service or what can help people, or whether it's doing a podcast or whether it's writing an article or, um, or writing a book, whatever it is for you, you've got to find a way to give value and connect and engage with your target audience because the moment you do that, you will start being liked, you'll start being trusted, and, of course, they'll start knowing you and then that's how you start growing your credibility, just like what Chelsea did. Um, Chelsea, how did you go about creating any key partnerships that you might have had to along the way? I mean, obviously, one of the big key partnerships was to find a mentor in your dad. But yeah, did you have any other partnerships that were really key to the success uh, of your business? And how did you go about doing it? 
Yes, definitely. I know uh, one of the major ways that I did it was going to events. Um, those are amazing when you go to events of people who are like you and, you know, trying to learn the things that you're trying to learn as well. And when you do that um, and being around a community, it really helps you to want to grow. It gets you fired up and it allows you to have breakthrough moments. And when you're able to listen to people on stage teaching you about different things, whether it's marketing or whatever business it is you may be in. So that was my major way of uh, finding people that I could partner with and people that I could either learn from or even, you know, someone who could learn from me as well. And we could help each other grow. So um, going to different events as well as um, the Internet's so amazing. Um, social media, getting into communities online such as Facebook and just connecting with people who are like minded and trying to reach the same goal or who has reached the goal that um, I'm trying to reach. So finding mentors and things such as that online. Mm-hmm. And did you ever have to look at funding as an option for you? Were you, were you in a position where you had little cash flow and uh, for your business? Did you have to use yeah. any strategies to execute any of your plans? Yes, definitely. I know um, my family's asphalt business definitely um, allowed me to use some of my funds from that to um, help me with my internet business to get that started and to really save some money on the side to be able to dedicate to what I was truly passionate about, which is my internet business. Um, so that was my major way of funding. I had to, you know, cut back on spending on things that I, you know, might have spent on clothes and all those things that might not be necessities. Um, I cut back spending on that to allow to dedicate more money onto my internet business, which was definitely worth it in the end because it allowed me to create more income for myself instead of using that money and, you know, not getting a return on my investment. I'm using it on things that couldn't make me any more money. So definitely using money from those things and allowing the internet business to create income for me in order to make more money and invest in it more to grow it as well. But, you know, you're so young. People, you know, people will be saying, man, you're so young. You should be enjoying your life right now. Instant gratification, right? That's the way to go. That's what people do at your age, <laughs> right? What, what do you have to say to the, the younger entrepreneurs as well? What do, you, what do you have to say to them when it comes to it? Because now we're talking about some of your habits that you created and the type right. of mindset you had and you have that have brought you to your destination of greatness of today, right? Right, definitely. What, what type I know, of mindset or habits? I know one quote um, that really changed my mindset and the habit of, you know, spending and what I do at such a young age is, you know, live like no one else now so that you can live like no one else later. You know, now everybody my age is, you know, using money on things like partying and, you know, going out and going places and different things like that. But in the future... I know that, you know, they would have wished they used that money in a different way. And I think because of knowing that and even seeing people older than me who are now thinking, you know, I wish I would have done things differently, seeing that it helps me to be a little bit more um, structured in the way that I spend my money, a little bit more, you know, motivated to not use my money on things that aren't worth it. Not to say that I don't spend money. I know the one thing that I love spending money on is traveling. That's my reward to myself. <laughs> and I would like to say um, you have to reward yourself. And that's my way of staying kind of focused is I stay focused and I invest into my business and do all of these things. But when I have a success, whether it's my me writing my book or releasing a new product, I have ways that I reward myself, whether it's a steak dinner or, you know, going traveling or whatever it may be. I reward myself for those accomplishments. Um, And through that, it kind of helps me to stay focused as well as still have a little fun uh, because I am still young, as you said. So love it. Greatness Tribe, get this. Every time you find something that you do successful, whether it's a small win or a big win, get out there. And find a way to celebrate it, and it doesn't have to be a very expensive one, is it, Chelsea? I mean, you don't have to spend, you don't have to have a lot of money to just celebrate your success, whether it's a small win or a big win. But that's probably more rewarding than having to go and spend money on a on a fancy watch or a fancy car, um, especially if it's not going to do you any good in terms of putting money in your pocket. Hey, 
Definitely. You can do that in the future once you have, you know, more income than you could ever imagine. <laughs> True. So how do you distinguish yourself from your competition? My twist is I really um, focus on the millennial generation, um, the younger generation, which a lot of people um, don't do. And I focus on teaching people how to use their failures to reach success um, and teaching them that you will fail. Um, I failed. I will still fail and you'll do it, too. But we can do it together and grow and have a community um, that will help you get there. So I think that's really my um, main difference from um, a lot of different people in the way they do things and really just starting with people from the ground up, you know, teaching them how to go from not having a business to really going to having a having an online business that's truly successful and creating time freedom and financial freedom for themselves and others. Mm. And speaking of millennials, you know, or entrepreneurs in general, we, we entrepreneurs come up with great ideas. You know, a lot of people, you'll see them sitting at the bar or sitting in a cafe coming up with some great ideas of money making. Um, but it also comes with a lot of moments of doubt and or it's stifle and tripping over them. And, you know, it stops them from going forward with those ideas. How, how do you what is what's your recommendation? How do you conquer those moments of doubt? You know, how do you push through? Definitely. Um, my way of pushing through, I would say, is I just really sometimes take a moment to meditate on things. I know meditation has really helped me a lot um, to really focus and realize that I can get through any obstacle. Sometimes you have to take a step back and look at things and realize that, you know, you can do things differently. You can make it make it through anything, really, I realize. You know, what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. So it's about really sometimes just taking a step back, looking at the situation, and planning it out um, maybe a different way so that you can reach, a success, reach the success that you want. Mm. Um, and not allowing that failure to stop you. That's one thing that you do not want to do is allow any situation to stop you, but just allow it to make you stronger and realize that there's another way to do it to be successful. Wow. Thank you. That's that's important yes. to understand. What doesn't kill you will only make you stronger. Chelsea, uh, here's here's the next part which is of this interview, which is um the great dilemma. You know, uh, aspiring entrepreneurs always try and do things on their own and they think they can they can move forward and they can make the mistakes just by themselves. But um, we know the value of getting a mentor or a coach, and you'd know that because you've had your dad who mentored you right through. So let's talk about mentorship and coaching for a second. What's, what's the impact of having a great mentor or a great coach, especially when you're starting out on your entrepreneurial journey? Yes, definitely. I can say that's the reason why I've had so much success so quickly in this last two years is because of the mentorship. Um, Taking someone else who has had maybe, such as my father, 30 years of experience, so who has been through a lot of failures as well as a lot of success, and using their information to help you on your journey is so amazing. It helps you bypass a lot of failures that you would have went through if you didn't have that mentorship. I know, you know, my father, he has helped me so much in just, you know, going through the journey of success and not having to deal with a lot of obstacles that he went through just because I've had him to, you know, tell me I've been there, I've done that, and, you know, maybe you want to do it differently. And that's really the importance of having a mentor. And really, entrepreneurs and people out here, they want to mentor. I realize that's why we have so many books out here. That's why we have so many podcasts, so many, you know, different shows of people and experts teaching us because they want to mentor you. They want to share their knowledge with us. So it's just up to us to take in that information and be willing to learn and to be taught. And what what do you think should be their success metrics? Like, as in how should they be measured about, you know, for their greatness? Definitely. I always say when it comes to a mentor, um, you need one really in all your areas of life. Um, because your mentor that you use maybe for money, for your finances, isn't the same mentor that you're going to use for your relationships or for, you know, anything else or for your health. 
So I realized that um, to measure their success is really just to see are they at the place that you want to be maybe at their age or in the future. And if they carry those traits that you want to have in the future, then, you know, there's someone that can be your mentor. If you look up to them and can say, hey, I want that success that they have in that area of their life. Okay. And who should they talk to then? Um, you know, who, who would you recommend they start talking to when they start searching for their mentors? Like, what would you do if you were in their shoes starting off? If I were in their shoes, um, it depends. I know one way, I know when I started out with like motivational speaking, I definitely used the internet. I was online looking at, you know, the top motivational speakers or people who were doing what it was that I wanted to do. And I simply reached out to them uh, via either message or even through email, you know, messaging them, letting them know, you know, I want to learn more. I want to kind of speak to you a little bit. And most people are willing to, you know, give you a 15, 30 minute uh, consultation about what it is they do or, you know, how they could help you. So that's definitely one way you can do it. Or now, like I said, we have online training courses that you can even purchase from people that you may want to get mentored by. And that's one thing that I've done. You know, I have people that I consider mentors that I might not have even met. Um, like Brandon Burchard is one person. I um, have some of his products that I listen to. I went step by step through his products and feel like I know him because I went through those things and got his training and learned from him his system of how he has reached success. So online training courses definitely are ways that you can do that too. And on there, you're allowed to a lot of times to have personal trainings with them as well on a personal level. So those are the two main um, ways that I've used to really find my mentors and I always have local events and things that you can go to to connect with successful people as well. I love it because, you know, Chelsea, back in the day, we used to have either going to an event or uh, we'd have audio tapes or CDs um, and videotapes of watching some of the, you know, the, the motivational speakers and talking. We, we wouldn't really get a chance to watch or go through any training modules per se on the internet so i mean thank god for the internet now it makes it so much easier especially you know greatness tribe you guys are you're probably thinking okay well you have a mentor in mind and you feel that you want to reach out to them but then you also have this fear going well who am I and why would he want to make the time to want to talk to me or why would she want to make the time to talk to me? But the reality is they do. In today's day and age, they're more than happy to communicate with you. And I've said this before in many interviews, it's so important to realize that if they're busy, they'll point you in the right direction to the right mentor that they personally feel is useful for you because they've been through your situation. They've been through the challenges. They've made the mistakes and they've failed. So they understand the power of getting a mentor or getting guidance, and even if it meant for half an hour. you know. So um, definitely get out there and start looking and searching. And if you can't access them directly, access their courses or access their training modules online or offline because that's as good as connecting with those mentors in a passive way. Thanks. Thanks for that, Chelsea. Chelsea, now we're going to jump into the golden nuggets of greatness round. This is the rapid fire round. I love it the most because my guests love it the most. So um, it's going to be a bit of fun. It's going to get you to think on your feet. Uh, you're ready for this. Yes, I am ready. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, define greatness in one sentence. Greatness is doing what you love to do. Cool. Two. An idea that changed your life? I would say um, learn, implement, and teach. My favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Number three, an exciting startup other than your own that you would bet on? I would say, um, let me see, that's a good one. I would say the product that I went through to create my book, which is um, create and uh, publish, for profit and publish. Okay. All right. Number four, one thing that you have that your com contemporaries don't. Hmm. One thing that I have, maybe not a studio office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where I make my videos, where the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Cool. Okay. Number five, name two entrepreneurs you would host a dinner for that you would invite. I would say Brandon Burchard and Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas, man, that guy is, 
he's powerful. Um, number six, if your entrepreneurial story was turned into a movie, what would be the movie title and which actor or actress would you choose to play your role? Hmm, interesting. Well, I would go with the book title, Fail to Success. I would have to stick with that one for the movie title. And for an actress, I would say Gabrielle Union. Ah, okay. any, any reason why? Um, I don't know. I lo I lo I've always loved her movies. I've always loved them. So okay. I would have to stick with her on that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Number seven, recommend a book that you think everyone in the Greatness Tribe should read. I would say The Secret. I would say The Secret. It's, that's the book I got started with. It really changed my mindset and um, led me down the right path. Can I pick one more? Go for it. <laughs> I would say The Mo Motivation Manifesto by uh, Brandon Burchard as well is one of my favorites. That really, it touches on every aspect of life um, and changing your mindset on themselves. Okay. Those okay. Well, Greatness Tribe, um, all these resources that are being recommended by Chelsea will be on the show notes page on the website. So you just have to jump on destinationforgreatness.com, um, type in and search for Chelsea, uh, and you should be able to find the show notes for this interview and you'll grab the resources from there. Okay, one more question. What small business tool or resource like Google Docs or Evernote can you recommend to our listeners to better business? Yes, definitely. Um, I use Google Docs is definitely one that I use. Um, and Dropbox, I would say Dropbox is what I use for if you have a lot of videos or photos and you need to have them shared and everything such as that, and even files that you want to send out to people. Dropbox has been amazing. You know, it's amazing how a lot of a lot of people underestimate Dropbox. I mean, especially given that now Dropbox pretty much comes complementary with uh, most operating systems on the phones. Um, it's it's so underestimated, but it's such a powerful tool, and it's so convenient. Um, Greatness Tribe, get your hands on it if you haven't yet, but Dropbox is definitely a useful tool. Uh, okay, well, final question for you, Chelsea, and then we're going to find out how to find you online, and then I'm going to um, call it a, a, a day or a night. <laughs> so here's, here's a litmus, question, litmus test question for you. Do you ever know when you are ready to be an entrepreneur? I think it's just always in you. It's always in you and it just takes a little, you know, something to bring it out. Um, maybe it's a book or a podcast or whatever it may be. Um, it just takes those things to really bring it out of you. Okay. Let it come out, right? Bring it out. Find something that can bring something out of you, which is your true message of entrepreneurialism. All right. So, Chelsea, how does Greatness Tribe find you online? Yes, they can find me on my blog, uh, which is workwithchelsea.com. It's workwithchelsea.com. And on there, you can access uh, my mini blogs where I give free tips, as well as um, the Chelsea Ellis Show, where I interview um, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, as well as you can opt in um, and get some free gifts and um, learn about my products that I offer as well on there on my blog. So that's Work With Chelsea. Work With Chelsea, great. That's fantastic. Greatness Tribe, well, you know, they say if you want to attract uh, attractive people, you've got to become an attractive person. And today we've hung out with Chelsea Ellis, a very attractive entrepreneur, a great personality. Uh, and we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, Chelsea, and sharing your wisdom and sharing your story and taking us through your journey. And, uh, you know, I'm sure people want to listen to this over and over again in their cars or while they're in the shower or while they're, you know, just about going to bed or waking up in the morning. But, um, Greatness Tribe, you will find Chelsea Ellis on our show notes page on destinationforgreatness.com. Just go in there, jump online, and search for uh, Chelsea, and you'll find the show notes of this great interview, along with those killer resources that Chelsea shared as well. But, hey, thanks a lot, Chelsea. It was great, great hanging out with you. <laughs>